Do you have any enemies? I mean a real out trying to kill you and take away your very existence and everyone you love enemy. Like a James Bond villain or a Marvel or DC bad guy. See, most of us as men, we don't have enemies like that. We don't have to worry every time we go to the grocery store that some secret assassin's out to get us. However, every man does have a real enemy that he has to fight every day. See, with this enemy, the battle never ends, and we have to be on constant guard. Who is this enemy? Well, he's right there with us because it's our own mind. So we're going to find out how we fight our mind in today's show. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Uh, it's episode 59, which means we are over the year mark. Yes, we are. The Confident Man podcast has been out for a year. We're seeing some good growth and I appreciate it. You guys are sharing it and uh, letting other men know that it's out here and we do thank you for that. Now, today we're talking about our greatest enemy. And when I, when I think about an enemy and I think about our mind and what it means, I, I kind of think of those movies. Have you ever seen the movies where they have the angel and the devil on the shoulders? You know, one side is telling you, do it, do it, do it. And the other side is saying, no, you don't do it. And it's kind of funny how Hollywood portrays that because they have no idea what they're talking about in that. But it represents something that's real. All of us have battles that's going on in our mind. Now, it's not literal. You don't literally have little characters show up on your shoulders. That'd be weird. It'd be kind of creepy, and I don't know if I would like it. But we do have those battles in our mind. And it's a battle with a real enemy. The enemy is not the character. The enemy is really ourselves. It's our own thoughts. You see, our own thoughts as men, they're our worst enemy at times. A lot of guys will lose the battle inside their mind before they even do anything in the real realm of life. They've already lost the battle before they even go out because they've lost it in their mind. And what we have to do as men is learn to recognize the enemy that presents itself in our mind. Because when it's inside your own mind, sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. Sometimes it needs someone else just to kind of point it out. Like one time I had a coach who I was working with, and he really started dealing with this imposter syndrome I was dealing with, where I, I didn't think I could do this or that. And I thought, well, no one's going to want to listen to me and this and that. And he just called me out on it. He called me out. He said, he said, dude, you're beating yourself up before you even get a chance. And he really brought out how much I was buying into what's called the imposter syndrome, where I just felt like everything I did was pretend. And I needed that. And so I'm here today to bring up some areas that you may be battling in your life as a man and you don't even realize you're doing it. So a lot of the enemies that I see men deal with today, there's a bunch of them, but the three big ones I'm going to cover, and that's the overthinking mind, the shame-filled mind, and the quitting mind. Okay, the first area we're going to talk about is the overthinking mind. Now, overthinking is one of those things that we can do as men and not even realize we're doing it. 
We, we don't realize that we're overthinking scenario after scenario. And what we do is we, we play these scenarios out in our brain and we're doing it over and over again. And we're actually replaying things and they hadn't even happened. A lot of it is just going on in our imagination because what we're doing is we're overthinking the situation. And the problem with that is sometimes as men, we spend so much time thinking about the different scenarios that we don't do anything. We never actually take action. We just spend all our time thinking. You know, we start doing that, what I call the what if game. You know, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? And, and those aren't necessarily bad things in and of themselves. You know, you do want to think about different scenarios and all that. But sometimes you can be so busy thinking about it, you never actually do anything with it. Or you just use your imagination. Well, what if they say this and I say this and they say that? And so you, you're not even in the situation, but you're overthinking it before it even happens and kind of imagining what could or couldn't happen. And a lot of times overthinking accompanies in action. We get so caught up in our thoughts and get so caught up in trying to figure out what's the right thing to do, what's the perfect thing to do, that we end up not doing anything. You see, overthinking can paralyze us as men. And sometimes people who struggle with overthinking, others look at them as passive or not motivated. And what, what's happening is they're not necessarily passive or they're not just not motivated. They just actually may be overthinking a situation so much that they can't do anything. They've paralyzed themselves because they've thought of so many situations that they don't know which one to pick. And they're doing it thinking that, okay, I'm going to go through every scenario and then I'll pick. Well, a lot of times when you go through every scenario, you're hamstrung and you're like, I don't know which one to pick. And so you don't do anything. It's kind of like a guy who wants to ask a girl out. You know, he's all like, I'm going to ask this girl out. So what he does is he starts going through all the scenarios in his mind. You know, he'll go from the scenario of she just turns him down cold to the scenario of they're growing old together and living in the retirement home. I mean, every one of those scenarios is going through his brain and he hadn't even asked her out yet. And what he ends up doing a lot of times is not asking her out because he doesn't know what's going to happen. How's it going to go? And so he kind of gets gun shy and he pulls back. And for men who are married, the same thing can happen with their wives or with their children. They, they keep thinking in their brain about what they need to do, but they often don't do it. Oh, I need to, to you know, be, spend more time with my wife. I need to spend more time with my kids. And they start going through scenarios in their brain. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the other. But they don't actually do it. They just think about it. And they spend so much time thinking about it, they don't do it. And a lot of times as men, we find ourselves looking for that perfect moment. Well, when the, when the time is perfect, then I'm going to do this. When everything is perfect, then I'm going to do that. It's kind of like those people who say when things slow down. And you know life isn't going to slow down. You just have to choose. But as men, if we're overthinkers, we're scared of that. And those men actually suffer from procrastination. You know, procrastination is really a sign of overthinkers. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean they're lazy all the time. A lot of times we just assume when someone's procrastinating, they're just lazy. Most of the time, it's not that they're lazy. They just can't go past what's going on in their brain. They're overthinking it so much, they actually wear themselves out by thinking too hard. 
Now he's saying, now, Dave, I know people who are procrastinators and they don't think too hard. Actually, they may have worn themselves out doing it. A lot of procrastinators spend all of their time thinking about all the scenarios and all the things so they become paralyzed and they don't do anything. And what happens is as men, as we do that, we kind of live with our own minds. We live inside of our own minds and we end up not thinking about what's really happening or what is really affecting other people. And so what a lot of overthinkers do is they just live in that almost fantasy world of thinking, but they don't really do anything. You know, it's kind of like the movie, um, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. There's an old one with Danny Kaye. And then uh, a few years ago, there was uh, another one who was it? Uh, ben, ben Stiller was in it. And it was actually a pretty good movie because it, it kind of brought out what happens when someone's imagination, you know, kind of goes wild. But he moved from imagining to actually doing. And that's what we have to do as men. We have to quit the overthinking. Now, I want you to think. You should think. You have a brain. You should use it. But you got to understand that thinking through every scenario doesn't always help you find the solution. It often keeps you from moving ahead. And what you want to do is get out of the imaginative realm to the reality realm. You want to actually live in real life. So you want to get out of the overthinking and move into the doing. You want to keep thinking. You just don't want to overthink because that's an enemy of you actually getting anything done. All right, the second area that a lot of men deal with is the shame-filled mind. This is an enemy in our mind. A lot of men deal with shame. It's a reality for their lives. They're, they're walking in regret. They're walking in shame. And it, and it fills their world, and they can't get past it. And a lot of guys who deal with shame usually respond one of two ways. They end up trying to live down their shame and pay in their own way, or they just quit and buy into the I am what I am thinking process. Now, the first thing is a lot of guys try to pay for their own shame. What they do is they try to live down their shame. Those are the guys who even though they're dealing with shame, they don't show it. They may not even tell anybody. But they're going overboard to prove how good they are to other people. They want to prove that I'm not a bad guy. I'm not, I'm not mean to other people. I'm a good guy. So what they do is they begin living their life as a way of proving that they're good. And the problem with that is they're not really living life. What they're doing is they're paying with their life. So they never really develop good habits of life because they feel like they're always paying for something either they did or they thought. They're, they're always paying for their shame. So they're not really living. They're just paying. So what they start doing is playing a part. They start playing the part of a good guy. They start playing the part, but they're not really being genuine. And a lot of men get into this, this battle. They start fighting it inside their own mind. And instead of really thinking about what they really think or feeling what they really feel, they don't know. And they live under a cloud of, well, what should I think? What should I feel? And everything is built around that shame because shame for them is like a bullhorn. It's, it's going off in our minds as men. The shame thing is yelling at us all the time. So it keeps us from engaging 
in real life because everything is through the lens of our shame. And the problem with that is it also keeps us from having close, intimate relationships because we don't know how to be genuine. You know, I've, I've worked with a lot of guys and they say how their, their wife or their girlfriends will say to them, you know, I don't really know who you are. And that's because the guys themselves often don't know who they are. They've not done that work. And a lot of times it's because what they're doing is they're playing a part because they're battling shame. And shame is an enemy that just lives in our minds sometimes as men. And so we're always trying to pay our way. We're always trying to prove we're better than that. Now, the other way we respond is we just quit. And we buy into the, you know, I am what I am thinking process. These are the guys who've just stopped trying. They don't care. Now, it could be something that they feel ashamed for that they don't tell anyone, or they've messed up and everybody knows about it. You know, there's been lots of guys in that. And so what they do is they kind of move into the, you know, I'm just going to normalize it. So they, they talk about it like it's no big deal, or they just don't care. And a lot of times as men, when we feel that way, we try to normalize it for everybody else. We try to convince others that it's not a big deal. And we, we convince others and ourselves that it just doesn't matter. And so what happens is we kind of develop a settling. You know, we start living with that attitude of, you know, why try? Why try? I'm going to fail anyway. Even if they don't say that out loud, that's what they're really feeling. And they just quit trying. They stop believing. And a lot of us as men, when we get into that mode, we become very cynical. We assume the worst of others. We assume the worst of other situations. We're always putting other people down. We're always thinking the worst of others. Because if we bring everybody down, then we feel better about ourselves. And shame, really, if you look at it, shame is a worldwide phenomenon among men. And what it does is it takes away our ability to really function as men the way we were created. If you're battling shame in your life, you can't be the man you were created to be because you're not going to be real to yourself because you're always going to be battling that shame. You know, in my life, I battled a ton of shame. Um, and so what I did is I developed that part playing. That's, that's what I did. I learned how to play a part. And so I never really developed who I was as a person. It wasn't until I got much older and started getting help and doing some things that I really began to figure out who am I? And I think a lot of guys out there, they're living that way today. They're playing a part and they're wearing a mask in front of everybody. And if someone wants to say, hey, who are you? Well, they would say, well, I'm this, that, and the other. But honestly, they don't know. Because that shame has taught them how to hide, how to play a part, and how to play, play pretend, basically. And so that's why it's an enemy of who we are as men. Because when we're dealing and battling shame, we can't be who we were designed to be. We can't be the best versions of ourselves when we're carrying the weight of shame on our back. All right, the third area that's an enemy for a lot of men in their mind is the quitting mind. Now, when I say quitting, it actually kind of makes me laugh every time because I think of, I think it was a Vin Diesel movie, uh, The Pacifier, something like that, where he's like a nanny. 
but there's a there's a character in it. I think Brad Gilbert plays him. And he says this line, and it's so funny. He goes, quitters quit. And there's just something about it. it's so stupid. His character is so stupid. It just makes me laugh every time I hear it. But there's some truth in that. You know, a lot of us as men, we battle having a quitting mindset. And the reason that hurts us is because it hurts us really more on the inside. Douglas MacArthur had this quote. He says, age wrinkles the body, quitting wrinkles the soul. You know, quitting is dangerous because what it does is it kind of hurts you on the inside. Now, there is a difference between quitting and stopping. And, and I want to hit that real quick because life is about choosing. Like you have to choose with your life. You have to prioritize if you want to live your life well. You have to say yes to things and you have to say no to things. And sometimes people think, well, if I say no to things, isn't that quitting? No, it's actually choosing. And choosing is normal and healthy. It's something you should be good at as a man. Like if you want to spend more time with your family, you're choosing them over other activities. If you want to prioritize your health, then you choose some different things. You know, you're choosing where you want to eat. Let's say you want to eat better. Well, you choose, do I want to go to Whataburger or do I want to go home and eat lunch at my house where it's probably going to be a lot better quality? You know, that's a choice you make. And so what you're doing is you're not quitting eating, you're choosing what you want to eat. And if you want to live a life of priority, you've got to learn how to say yes and how to say no, how to stop something and how to go with something that's good. And so that's prioritizing. That is not the same as quitting. Quitting is very different because quitting is when you stop just because something is hard. Now, quitting is not the same as failure. Everybody's gone through failure. You know, failure is a part of life. And often we learn our best lessons through failure. You talk to any entrepreneur who's built a business and they'll tell you about the ones that have failed. They'll tell you about how they failed and how the lessons they learned from failure. So, so failure is not quitting. Quitting is when you never even reach the point of failing. You bail out before you even fail. So you never found out if you would have failed or not, you may have succeeded, but you quit before you got that chance. You see, and that's why quitting actually hurts you on the inside as a man. Quitting is dangerous because for a lot of guys, it becomes habit forming. Because quitting kind of becomes that groove you move into easily. If you've ever driven um, on the road and, and, you know, a road that maybe has been there a while. And a lot of times they get grooves in them from people riding over the same area. And you can kind of get into those grooves and just go along with them. Quitting can be like that for a lot of men. And so what they do is they begin looking for excuses and reasons to quit. You know, uh, if you want to quit somewhere, you just say, well, it's not my fault, it's their fault. And you begin to find the problems, you begin to magnify them. And what you're really doing is kind of justifying your own attitude. You want to justify your quit. So you look for ways to do it where it becomes not my fault. It's their fault. You know, it's like if you've ever been around someone who moves from job to job, because it seems like every year or two, the job they're in is a toxic environment. And then two years later, they're at another job that's a toxic environment. Well, eventually the theme is everywhere they go becomes a toxic environment. Well, guess what? 
they might be the problem. And what it is, is a lot of times people get into the routine of quitting. So what they do is they begin to justify their quit before it comes. They look for the bad in every situation. They look for the problems. And that can become a habit. And it can happen not only at work, but in relationships. A lot of people get into the habit of quitting when a relationship gets hard. When the honeymoon stage of a relationship is worn off. When a couple start, you know, living life together and they actually get on each other's nerves or, or they find out that neither one of them is perfect. A lot of people bail at that point. They quit the relationship. Why? Because that's just the habit they've gotten into you. And you know, when life hits you upside the head, and it will, you're going to go through hard times. Every man does. Some of them you choose, some of them you don't choose. But quitting is when you just bail because it's hard. It doesn't mean you're not going to fail. Sometimes you are. It doesn't mean you're never going to mess up. You will. But quitting is when you just stop. You don't even try. And that's a dangerous place to be. And a lot of men have developed an attitude of quitting. And they have that quitting mind because it's become a habit to them. Now, I hope in your life, you don't have an actual enemy that's out to get you. I hope there's not some intergalactic warrior trying to kill you or, or some villain like a Bond villain or a Spectre agency trying to get you. You don't need that. You've already got an enemy that's hard enough to fight. And that enemy is your own mind. And I'm not saying you should hate your own mind and get mad at it, but you should recognize that when your mind is not thinking right, it is your biggest enemy because it's a battle from within. And the three biggest enemies for men in their way of thinking are the overthinking mind, the mind that just overanalyzes everything so they don't move, or the shame-filled mind, the man who's filled with so much shame that he can never really be his authentic self, or the quitting mind, the men who've just said, you know, it's just not worth it. I'm going to bail. Every one of those hurts men. And I want you to challenge yourself with each one of those. Are you battling one of those? Or maybe yours is a little different. But the thing you want to do as a man is don't just exist. Don't just live life. Don't just go through the busyness of the day and never take time to contemplate what's going on in my world. Because if you don't analyze your own world, if you don't take time to think about what you think about and why you think about it, then you're not going to be able to be the best man you could be. You're not going to be able to live your full adventure. You're always going to be playing catch up and you'll never get there. So fight the enemy and begin by just being honest about what goes on in your mind and why it's there. All right, guys, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. You don't want to miss next week's episode because we're going to be talking about something unique. We're going to be talking about why she doesn't get you. So tune in next week and we'll help you to know how to help your girlfriend or your wife understand you better. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David DeMaxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.